I don't know what to do. <laughs> There's regret. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think Puck really has regrets right now. Mm-hmm. So far, he's been like pretty cheerful and like without anything underlying that. I do kind of want to carry on the heart of the forest thing. Mm. I think maybe going to what is hidden from view. I think maybe we're going through some tall grass, like we're um, we're getting close to the other side of the river, um, and it's uh, maybe full of reeds and like cattails and stuff. And I think Puck climbs up on top of the carriage so that he can look, because if he's standing down on the on the deck, he can't see over the grass, over the reeds. And he's been trying to keep an eye on the forest behind them the whole time. So he climbs up on top of the carriage to look, to keep an eye out on the forest at the back. So you're going for a literal interpretation of what is hidden from view? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because Puck thinks that something is following them. And he's mm-hmm. been looking for something in the woods and he doesn't know exactly what. He feels like he feels called to something that is, he thinks, behind them. How does Peabody feel? This is very important. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think Peabody is, like, flying down to the cattails and, like, perching on them and poking at them with their beak and then, like, flying back Mm. up to Puck and maybe bringing some seeds with them, dropping them and going back, just doing that, not paying attention to what Puck's doing, really. What did the forest, no, the heart of the forest say to Puck last time? Before the, the heart of the forest was talking to them about, like, what they were looking for, and Puck said uh, birds, and then they were just sort of talking about the circle of life, how their their mm-hmm. children would go out into the forest and be prey for right. birds, but how that was okay because mm-hmm. it made new birds come to the area so they were just sort of like a force of like the cycle of life i think um what's hidden from view it's not i don't think it's a literal thing i don't think it's like this actual giant butterfly is out there hiding in the tree somewhere um (laughs) i think it's do you think the heart of the forest can take multiple forms probably puck had an idea from that vision or whatever it was that maybe he has a different purpose besides just looking at cool birds (laughs) um and that's the thing that's hidden from view because he doesn't know what that purpose is and he's been trying to figure it out by trying to find the heart of the forest and see if it's a real thing by looking through the trees um because he's not sure if what he saw was a dream or not that makes sense Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sort of haunted but not necessarily in a bad way mm-hmm. mm. I kind of also wanted him to be with Soot okay. and maybe be uh, trying to draw if Soot is okay with it draw in Soot? yeah I think he wants to tell Soot about his vision so I guess he has Soot up with on with him on top of the carriage be careful with my pages. Some of them are more fragile than they used to be. I know. I'm sorry if that was a little bit 
if that had to do with me. <laughs> no, that was the fire that did that. You just hurt my wing. I'm sorry. It's okay. You were trying to help me. Yeah. Um, can I tell you something? Of course. When I was, when we were in, in, when we were in the Hall of the Woods, or that area, and I went off, and I went off on a little adventure by myself, right when we got there, and I had a weird vision, and I don't really understand it, and I was hoping maybe if I talked through it. Like a dream? I don't know. It didn't feel like a dream, but then I did wake up, and I was on the the ground, so it was probably a dream. What happened? Um, I met something. Uh, I met, <laughs> I met a creature that was the most beautiful and strong and matter-of-fact creature that I've ever met. And it made me feel like it knew something about me. And I want to know what that was. And I don't, I can't remember it very well, but I thought maybe if I tried to draw it, it might help me remember. Sure, I'd like to see. And I think Puck just like sketches very lightly, um, just a little different, not in like a, a planned out way, just kind of like the edge of a shape up in one side of the page and then like another little shape at the bottom corner and then like kind of bug-like eyes kind of in the middle-ish and then just tries to like sketch around it and it's kind of like an abstract butterfly-ish thing coming out but more it looks more like just like almost like a maze of like line drawings hmm. and I think he's getting frustrated with not being able to he's like this is not right this is not what it looks like what do you what do you think's missing? The cer the certainty that I I wish I could feel that I knew what it was that I saw and if it was real. It feels like a dream that's fading. Was it like the bear? The bear seemed like it was fading as well. No, it wasn't it wasn't like that at all. The bear, I can remember the bear very clearly. I could draw the bear, but I'm I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> but no, it doesn't. It's, it's not like that. It was very clear when I saw it. It wasn't like the bear. Where were it's you when you saw now it? It's not, well, I don't know. If I was at first, I followed some butterflies. And then I was in a clearing. And then I was flying above the forest with this creature but then when i woke up i was somewhere further back in the forest not not the same place so i don't know if i really was in that place you know i don't dream myself but it it sounds to me as dreams have been described to me by the magus yeah but you're probably right i think there is truth to dreams even if they don't feel like they really happened was it trying to tell you something? Yes. Any idea what? It was something about 
connection, but I don't remember. It was something about, uh, I don't remember. It was, I don't remember. I wish I could help. He puts Soot down beside him and like pulls his knees up and wraps his arms around them, puts his face in his knees. Do you know what is hidden from view here? I think, are we going to reveal what is hidden from view or is it going to be left sort of ambiguous? I think it can be left ambiguous unless anyone else has ideas. Cause yeah, I don't have an idea. I just want to hug Puck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not sure uh, what the river is taking from Puck, unless it's just like the memory, if that was because the river took it or if it's just that now. Yeah. Actually happened. I think you see flying overhead um, like an albatross. Ooh. But like even bigger than you remember. And it just kind of flies overhead. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, I'm gonna uns- I'm gonna unscroll the bits we left behind. Do you want to reveal the map and then? Yeah, that's about to. We've got a choice. Um, we can go to the spooky caverns, or we can go to Estalia. Mm. Well, I know you guys all wanted to meet Bernard, <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Is it so? It's the mouth of the deep or the Estalia? Yeah. I mean, we could take the circuitous road that would go through the the cavern and then the ice rail and then back to Estalia. But maybe we should just go to Estalia. Yeah, that's fair. But the thing is, I do want to meet the goose. Yeah, I think it's nice anytime you get a chance to go to someone's hometown. Yeah. Even though the cavern, the mouth of the deep and the ice rail look really cool. Um. All right. So we cross the river and... I think it's probably it's probably been a fairly disquieting experience for everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did the Magus lose? That's a good question. Or did we go through that when the Magus and Suit was talking? Maybe they had sort of a shared loss there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Loss in the in the faith and magic. I don't know if faith is the right word, but like just overall confidence in an absolute goodness in magic. I guess mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. selfish that there was like bad magic because of the like the the fire situation, but uh, like that that magic also could be bad even when it's good because it could be it, a confidence in self. Yeah, especially uh, after discovering that spell and then yeah. using it and hurting a friend. And we did establish that she's sort of a headstrong, confident person. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah, there was and a little she bit was of worrying. There. She was worrying that her ca- casting spells is affecting the magic. And also, she sounds like her. Set. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's a relief, probably for everyone. Well, mostly everyone involved. Once they finally break through of the woods, away from that river, Furman tips mm-hmm. a hat that it doesn't have that they mm-hmm. don't have, but they just tip it. It's like, oh, this is what people do, right? Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think the rest of the journey out of the woods and to like back into, I guess, a, a more open area probably feels folks with relief. Yeah, out of the sad, lonely woods and into civilization again. <laughs> yeah. Civilization that isn't, that doesn't have you know, not uh, jock rangers who are like, ah, this is what's good for you. Uh, let's ask like our scholar of his style here. Mm-hmm. What's kind of like the first thing 
we'd see of Vistalia if like we crest over this hill? Um, it would be the the towers of the university. Not a university, but like it's more like an abbey type thing. Mm-hmm. Like not for like religion, but it's not. It's a place of learning for everyone, not just like post-secondary or whatever. Like, you know, anyone can come there and be a scholar. Yeah. I think whatever void the Spirit River left, it, the, just the sight of that abbey or like just sight of like, just, yeah, a place for people. Yeah, civilization. <laughs> those people with a bit of, bit of cheer. Actually, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be defining what people are feeling. How are people feeling? See, <laughs> I think Soot is very excited to come to a new civilization. I think the forest was maybe a little bit like underwhelming for them. They were hoping for a lot more like things to learn, but mm. the forest communicates in very like vague, subtle ways. So I feel like they had a hard time taking it all in. Um, so they're excited to like meet new people that they can like talk to and actually communicate with. Mm-hmm. I think Puck, um, people might notice a change from like Puck seems to be more himself. He's not as distracted as he was before, and he seems to be excited about everything <laughs> again. Yeah. Never is just their usual self. <laughs> quiet and less. I think they're they're less contemplative. Also, they're wearing an eye patch now. Oh. Yeah. They just, they all just woke up and she's wearing an eye patch over her left eye. So all you see of her now is her right. That's one more thing that we can't see. Mm-hmm. Are you just an yeah. eye now? One eye. <laughs> Never. The Cyclops of Wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. We have to pay, if she has to pay that strange price, maybe. Yeah, and the Magus uh, herself, though, I think she looks far more relieved than she probably expects to be showing to everyone. Mm. Like, oh, Estalia is a place of magic, a place of study. It's a place where there are less creepy visions of things. Yeah, it, it's it's less vague. You can have a sure hold on things. And probably when the Magus was young, they probably studied in Estalia a bit, like had a had a year abroad, so to speak. And probably has fond memories of Estalia and is eager to like refresh for a moment, put aside their worries, uh, her worries of what magic is, what they're doing in their mission, and just remind herself why they're doing this mission. Remind herself what magic can do for people. Yeah. Hospitality of the Gilded One. Ooh, what's the Gilded One? Um, the Gilded One. Yeah. Is a child. Is the gold literal or like metaphorical? Um, metaphorical. Well, literal, but not like the child isn't made of gold. They are gilded like they're. They're dressed in gold surrounded by gold she is 15 Hmm. so she's not that small of a child um and she lives in the the school the the abbey whatever it's called and was raised there kind of seeing all of the older scholars as parent figures and 
all of the younger scholars as siblings and cousins. And I think they just raise a child there to become like the the overseer, like caretaker of the knowledge. She kind of came into it at a younger age than they usually do. Hmm. Like pretty recently, like in the, within the last, I think actually she, she's been the gilded one for a few years. So she was actually quite young when she, when the last gilded one passed on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very similar to the Magus. Yeah. yeah I was going to ask. Thinking that. Was very yeah. Like Magus. Did she know the Magus? And the Magus stayed when the Magus stayed there? Probably yeah. because she's, she's like, I think that maybe the Magus went there um, pretty close to around the time that um, the Gilded One came into her position. The Gilded um, One is also she her? Yes. Okay. What do you think what separates you them or what, what's different between the Magus and their position and the Gilded One and their position in terms of being leaders of places that care about magic? Well, the Gilded One is doesn't have any direct connection to magic. She has direct connection to all of the knowledge that is brought to her. She probably knows as much, like has as much knowledge of the libraries and the archives as the oldest scholars there. So she's able to help people when they come looking for knowledge. And she's able to know where to store things that are brought like if someone brings if a, a bard brings a new story by song she knows where to put that mm. yeah but she doesn't have direct connection to magic she knows where the magic books are <laughs> she's like the ultimate librarian yeah basically <laughs> yeah so yeah so what did she think of the magus were they friends or did they just know each other um trying to think she's the magus uh, is how old again I'm trying to think, was the Magus already the Magus when she was here training or when she was in Astalia? Not you... super long, right? Because they were still cleaning out Chandra's stuff. Yeah, I think she was on, right. her, way to, on her way to being the okay. Magus. I think she was already like earmarked for that. So in going to Astalia was part of her studies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the time works because like I think there was about a decade or so between when she became the Magus and when the last Magus was lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably like they they did a big search to find like the right child that has the the right potential, and then at a very young mm-hmm. age she was sort of conscripted into studying to become the, the next Magus. And yeah, I think she would. Yeah, she would be friends with the Gilded One. Is that sort and... of a similar process? How like like chosen trained to become that role um i think they choose the the i need to figure out a name for this school but the school or the it's not well, a school, it's, it's it's a starfall classes. academy on the map um, i think that's part of it but not the the whole thing the whole thing is more of a library than a school. gotcha um anyway the library the grand the grand archives of Estalia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, they have, they also just take in wayward children and like orphans and stuff. And it's usually from there that the next gilded one is chosen. And it's just like the the brightest and most 
interested, most well-read child, like the child that really takes to the archives the most, then they just kind of start to train them. I don't know. <laughs> do, you, do you think the Gilded One would be jealous of the Magus? Um, no. Being somebody it's... who's like worked and studied so hard to not even have the thing that the No, the Gilded One is happy where she is. Um, and she met the Magus before the Magus, when, when the Magus was still in training, but she had just become the Gilded One. So I don't think she sees any sort of rivalry there. So how do we come to meet the Gilded One? I think probably, and the Magus doesn't want to make a big deal of this, mainly because everyone's just tired and went through an emotionally draining journey through the Spirit River. Uh, um, so probably the Magus sends like, uh, never to send a message ahead that, they're coming and they probably would like to be like provisioned quietly at the uh the abbey sorry would she send ever or would she send puck Ooh, a puck yeah actually a puck makes more sense yes because puck's from here would puck be someone who's met the gilded one before mm-hmm. yeah yeah puck's a scholar how, how old is puck again puck is 20 oh okay yeah they probably send puck uh to like Go ahead and Pogo Pop come back with instructions of like, okay, you can dock the carriage here at this stable. And yeah, you can all just, we can all just quietly go up the abbey. And the Gilded One's probably there to meet us all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so how does the Gilded One greet everyone? The Gilded One uh, greets you, greets everyone at the main, like, big doors to this, to the library, the arcs library and archives <laughs> um and she is very excited and she she's welcoming you politely and properly but you can tell that she's bursting with excitement she and puck keep like grinning at each other <laughs> sit would be really really excited to meet the grand librarian being <laughs> a book themselves oh she is just so excited to meet soot <laughs> For sure. Ryan is blushing. Uh, never is impassive as always. <laughs> you, can't really, you can't really tell with an eye these days. Um, but the, the Magus had like a tired smile, but the excitement is infectious. Like everyone's excited. And mm-hmm. well, except for never, but never is never excited. Uh, never is a lot of things that's never. Uh, <laughs> and, and I think. The Magus can probably feel like her exhaustion kind of like lifting as if like, oh, we're just going to gonna have a good time. I'm going to catch up with my old friend. Uh, everyone looks to be happier. Everyone's just going to calm down and it's going to be fine. The Gilded, Gilded One leads them into a, a one of the cavernous libraries, but into like a kind of sitting area and they have tea set out. Aww. Do we need to do more of this scene, or should we continue? Probably don't have to. I think it's all good. I think the Gilded One says, like, feel free to explore the libraries and let me know if you have any questions that I can help with. Um, I think I'll I'll resolve this on my turn, but I think Soot and the Magus might ask the Gilded One about if there's anybody in Estalia that can repair books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll resolve that on my turn. Because I think there's like two different options here. And it's not my turn. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Magus just gives the Gilded One like a warm smile. And says thanks for your, their 
hospitality. district the gilded district what you cannot afford i'm trying to think if i want anyone to go with uh me so i guess like after we've been we've been invited and hosted we are probably have some downtime mm -hmm. and even if we didn't i think um i think they'd, they'd like r find a way to run out <laughs> and i think they would ask hmm the cat, the local cat. No. <laughs> <laughs> the local cat. Uh, no. Uh, maybe you can't afford a cat. Ooh, maybe you run to a merchant cat who, you know. I definitely want someone to be a merchant. I think they would ask Puck, maybe. I don't know if Puck would join them, though. So, I mean, that's also fine if Puck says no. But I think that probably the closest in age. No, well, the mage Magus is closest in age, right? Yeah, but I think Puck would like probably know where all the good spots are. Right, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. And Puck's not, I mean, Puck is like six years older than, yeah. or about. So yeah, I think that, that they would ask Puck. They would be like, Puck, Puck, I want to buy something nice. What are you looking for? Um, And I think that they like, they look around and they're like thinking, and they're like, I want to get a gift for the gilded one. Oh, okay. What What do you think she likes? Uh, well, aside from books, she's mm. obviously obsessed with those. I do think uh, that she has a lot of books already, Puck. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not her books, but she she doesn't really need more books. You, you must know the gilded one much better, right? Mm -hmm. Or know her better than me. Yeah, I sure do. I don't know her uh, at all. Um, she really likes like sweet treats. She really likes. <gasps> I love sweet um, treats too. She really likes fruit tarts and and things with spun sugar. And let's go down. Let's go down to the to the gilded district. There's some good some good bakeries and shops around there. Oh yes, yes. Let's do that. Um, and I think that they can like head down there. I don't know if anyone wants to be like a shopkeep of some kind. Um, maybe we're going to like a bakery or something. I'm down to be a shopkeep. Okay. Or a baker. Great. An Italian baker or shopkeep. <laughs> yeah. So I think like as we walk through, like we're passing probably people with various crafts, I'm guessing. Yeah. Or maybe people who are like making things for books as well. 
bookmarks and like books yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts that say i love books (laughs) (laughs) the shirts that say i really love (laughs) or like one of those ones it's like i heart estalia but the heart is a book instead yes (laughs) (laughs) i book estalia i went to estalia and all i got was a bunch of books (laughs) (laughs) and this shirt (laughs) It's like picnic blankets and baskets, but it's like best for book reading. Like, <laughs> okay, yes. yes. <laughs> Are there a lot of people in Estelia walking around holding books and like not oh, watching yes. where they're going and bumping into each other? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, I think that they like go into this like bakery then, and it's probably like super. Is I would say what sweet smelling or like yeah. honeys? Is there honey here? I can say there's honey here. Maybe yeah. like jams and stuff, and they don't. They don't bounce and i wonder well like is it there's sort of like a craft honey business in real life where like mm-hmm. depending on what the local flowers that were being pollinated by the bee is it like imparts different characteristics to yeah. the honey That's, so maybe there's like yeah. a really deep like business of uh like gr- like raising bees adjacent to different sort of fields of flowers to get mm. different flavors gourmet honey you cannot afford yeah i i think that they definitely run to like the most expensive looking like like gold leaf type of like baked honey bread or something i'd say it's probably like small like croissants maybe that are like Mm -hmm. glazed with a local honey Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but each one is like a different flavor yeah imagine they're almost like macarons sort of yeah and I think that they like, excuse me, excuse me, shop person, shopkeep. Hey, wait in line. Oh, there's a line? Um, wait, I didn't okay, but no, I I just want I want this one. Puck and... laughs and pulls you into the line. <laughs> Why do we gotta wait in line? Why is Have there you a never line? Waited in a line before, Ryan? I mean no, we kinda just like haggle and stuff and raise our hands and Usually, like, the loudest person gets the first, like, pick of <laughs> Well, <laughs> that's an interesting strategy, but it's not going to work here, so we have to wait a lot. Mm, okay. So what is the... Hmm, how long have you known the Gilded One? Her whole life. Gildy. <laughs> Gildy <laughs> locks. <laughs> she prefers to be called the Gilded One. I mean, I have a different name for her, but I don't think she would like me to share it. She's supposed um, to be known as the Gilded One. I got to get her to tell me her name. <laughs> what is it with you and sniffing out secrets? Hmm. <laughs> what, right, color, uh, what color hello, does hello, she young like? Ones. Oh, hi. Hi, I want that one. The one with Which the one? gold plating and the glazed <laughs> honey. That one. Oh, Which flavor do you want, though? They kind of like look you up, you look look you up and down, and are like, "Oh, are you sure you want that one?" Yeah, I want that one. And honey, the honey one. Have? I don't have money. Do you need money for this? I don't think I have a lot of money on me. Like a couple coin. Sorry, I think what's like they, they turn out their pocket and they have like three, like not a lot coins. <laughs> Will you take this? And they offer that to the baker. Coin. It's definitely not enough to pay for this. <laughs> the 
these are these are fifteen copper each. Yeah, yeah and it's okay. Um, we can. I know somewhere else we can go. No, no, but... no. That I can. Do you have any babies I can deliver for you? Then I can. <laughs> <laughs> I usually, you know, services. People like to use me for my services. Then well, I can I have, have, I have that. I have a, a cat that's pregnant. <gasps> okay, I can definitely help with that. I'm a natural. Um, you got anybody who likes makeup doing? I can do their makeup. Can I have it, please? I just want one. Puck whispers to the shopkeeper. <laughs> it's it's for the gilded one. They just want to give the gilded one a gift. Oh, 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 of course, of course, of course. Um, yes. Uh, I, w- I would love, I'd love to uh, have you come over and help my little Missy. Oh, it's not time yet, though, is it? I don't think you can force that sort of thing very easily. Well, hmm. mm-hmm. let's call it call it an IOU. What's that? Uh, that just means that you'll do oh. it when it, when it's oh. happening. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is a later thing. This is like you pay me now and I pay you back later. You're you're not from around here, are you? No, it's my first time. Oh well, welcome welcome to Estalia. Um, thank you. We 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 like to let travelers have nice things, so they speak highly of us. So sweet. So this is free. <laughs> Puck is just laughing his head off right now. <laughs> You, you can keep you can keep your you can keep your money, but uh, uh-huh. <laughs> wow! The, you see the cat in the back of the bakery. <laughs> she looks like she might be carrying multiple kittens. Wow! It's so soon. Tell you what, how about you send send a note up to the or run up yourself to the library when you think that you need Ryan to come back? Yeah. That's, that sounds lovely. Thank you. Thank you. And they hand you a little honey-coated baked good. Oh, Do you think I could have another? I've never had one of these. <laughs> <laughs> they, they go to the, like, bottom shelf where there's, like, a ton of, like, the same one. And they're like, oh, this is, this is our most popular. Okay, thank you. Oh, you're I, welcome. I will spread your good word everywhere. Uh, what's your shop's name? Um... <laughs> The bee's knees. <laughs> I will tell everyone that the bee's knees is the bee's knees. That's our catchphrase. <laughs> the bee's knees. The bee's. <laughs> Maybe someone will sing a song about it someday. I'd love to hear that. <laughs> I think they just like triumphantly turn around and walk back towards. <laughs> Towards the like building, the abbey or at academy. Puck turns around at the door of the the bakery and just gives a little salute, <laughs> and then runs off after. Okay, I think <laughs> I think I'm good. Yeah, you good? <laughs> Ryan, Ryan is enamored by the the gilded one who is about the same age. <laughs> uh, cool. That's my turn now. So I'm kind of torn here. I think they want to find somebody who can help repair them, but um, it seems like there's two good options for that. Either Marketplace of Magic, a strange price, or 
Starfall Academy, how you fix what is broken. If you are asking the Gilded One, yeah, then she would have an answer for that. Yeah, so I, I, do, I do want to kind of hop back to that scene where we were under her hospitality. We were asking her questions about Estalia. Do we want to actually play this scene out, or do you want to just tell us what she would recommend? I think she would say, uh, I'll just say what she would say, which is, well, you've already been traveling with Best, but um, if he's not comfortable doing it, I guess you should go to his his teacher at the Starfell Academy. Mm-hmm. They have a special ward there for fixing and refurbishing and re-illustrating old books and books that need new life. The The only reason I was thinking about the marketplace of magic is because it has that leaf symbol that mm-hmm. makes you change something and i could use that to change my uh my trait yeah. but it could also be interesting to leave that trait in a way even though i am quote unquote fixed mm-hmm. carry those scars with you yeah i could also just change that and if you want to go there i can say that that's oh no I, I was just <laughs> i was just laying out the options in my my train of thought because I don't have anything, any ideas for the actual Starfall Academy. I was just thinking that was the most obvious one. <laughs> I mean, let's 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 figure it out. So, like, uh, what what sort of what sort of ways has Puck engaged with the academy? Is he a student of the academy? He was a student of the academy. And and you said the Starfall Academy was like a part of like a bigger. Just it's in the library. It's part of the library. Okay. Like where it's where the kids who want to become scholars start mm. or and most okay. and most of the kids like all of the kids that are brought in that don't have families like the orphans stuff they they all go to starfall academy and then anyone else who also wants to become a scholar goes there too okay cool what do you think there's any importance in the name starfall it might what are stars like, really <laughs> like it could have like a historical relevance of just right. like Maybe but, the first people mm-hmm. that were like publishing books were publishing like astronomical yeah. observations. Yeah. And yeah. since there was like a lot of stars to keep track of, that they had to start recording them in books. And maybe mm-hmm. that's where all the sky charts are kept in Starfall Academy. Mm. And you said that Puck's teacher would be a, a good person to talk to mm-hmm. in regards to fixing books. Um, it's the 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 old scholar who um, is in charge of the book refurbishment center <laughs> that sounds <Yeah>. so <laughs> not magical <laughs> cool yeah that sounds I good think, i think puck like apprenticed with him okay well i i guess in terms of fixing sit up might there have been a reason that puck wasn't really able to do much about it or do you think it's just a lack of resources and he was distracted yeah distracted by ghosts of butterflies yep would anybody else want to come to the starfall academy i think i like, would probably come yeah i i wanted you to come but yeah. I, I don't want you to be the tour guide for everybody in a <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't mind also being there okay cool what's never been up to yeah that's a problem with inventing an anti <laughs> <laughs> I'll play the scholar. Okay, cool. What does Starfall Academy look like? Is it is it like a tower in the 
the library? Is it just sort of a wing? I imagine it must have some sort of uh, open sky, like, view. Yeah, I think it's a tower. Area. I it's a tower. Okay. <laughs> I think the, actually, I think the top of the tower, I think actually, like, the exact shape that's on the castle in the Italia picture. Oh, but it's but see-through. that's all, like, glass. And that's um, each of the panels of glass, they have been, in the past, people have used magic on them in order to be able to magnify see the, yeah magnify the stars basically i i'm almost looking at them and th- imagining them as sort of like an aperture like it has all those lines going up towards the top mm-hmm. and i'm thinking of that as sort of like a camera lens almost where like they sort of like bend into each other or bend away from each other and yeah that like screws and unscrews a lens that magnifies or demagnifies cool but I imagine the the book refurbishing uh, place would be it's, yeah, not it's not up there. there it's not up the there. Spent <laughs> <laughs> all this time I'm describing a place time. we're not going to. <laughs> yeah, it's actually at the bottom of the tower. <laughs> they want to keep the all the 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 fragile books in a faraway place from the elements. Cool, yeah. dry, dark place. So we head to that part of the Starfall Academy tower. Um, I think Soot is kind of nervous. Puck, do you think do you think this person can really fix me? Yes, I definitely think so. I've I've seen him fix books that had pages torn out and holes in the pages and and stains on them. Are they able to recover what was on those pages that were torn out, or did they just replace them with blank ones? They used to be able to recover the pages. I don't know if they still can do that. Okay. They will be able to clean the pages that you have that are obscured, um, but they won't, or if if there are pieces missing, they will only be able to replace those with blank pages, I think. But if there are pages and parts that um, that are damaged but not missing, they should be able to clean and refurbish them enough that you can still access whatever's on there. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, Are they going to take your makeup off? My makeup? Yes. I mean, I don't think Is that page, page got damaged. Yeah. <laughs> I think okay. Bernard's, Bernard's okay. Let me flip to that page to make sure Bernard's still there dancing. Phew. Covered in, covered in makeup. <laughs> Puck winces and looks away. <laughs> um, so they get to this dry cellar. Probably smells of like glue and like leather and uh, and paint and. And they just have like large sheets of paper just kind are of on the walls. Down here reading. People are down here working on books. So can we just like, hear like pages turning, like the sound yeah. of a page turning? And pen like, scratching and. Um, scissors and knives cutting paper and stuff like that. ASMR tower. <laughs> <laughs> you also hear snoring? <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's a cutting, sawing sort of snoring to oh, the geez. ASMR uh, pages. Do we need mm. a name for this old scholar? Uh, it's your scholar. Uh, hmm. Your name is Frobisher. Great. Frobisher. <laughs> I think Puck hears the snoring and is like, oh, that's that's old Frobes. 
Old probes. Old old probes. (laughs) He must have fallen asleep again. It's okay, we can wake him up. He doesn't mind. He won't mind for this. It's important. Has Frobisher ever fixed a magic book? Yeah, I think Puck has seen him do that. Well, there aren't any books like Soot that Puck has ever seen. Yeah, but I imagine there's also (laughs) books that have some sort of effect. Yeah, he's seen him fix one once. (laughs) <laughs> i'm imagining like a book that you read and when you read it you get like lost in an actual like imagination scape yeah yeah so yeah you see a lot of people like did 4d books, like, 4D <laughs> books. yeah a bunch of people hunched over like pasting pages cutting stuff flipping through pages and there is this, like this really lanky figure who somehow looks lanky even though they're wearing like big old robes also hunched over a desk but you can see they're kind of like rocking back and forth in their seat and just snoring <laughs> should we wake him puck goes up to the desk and like bends down in front of the the scholar's face and like he wouldn't call him forbes to his face <laughs> sir wake up <sighs> fixations oh and he kind of fumbles and he and you see his glasses have like different lenses he's trying to flick through the right ones i'm I'm imagining him as like you know you know that guy in toy story 2 who fixes woody mm-hmm. yes <laughs> with all the kind of like the weird glasses like oh oh you ah student boy you yeah yes Did, i i puck. it's puck i'm puck Oh, Puck, well... It's okay, it's been a while. Yeah, well, it took you long enough. Did you uh, did you bring back the folio version number five of the exegesis on the treaties <laughs> of life beyond the spirit barrier? Sir, sir that, was, that was three years ago, and yes, I did. Well, it took you long enough, Puck. So it kind of, like, takes flight. I imagine Puck was, was holding them yeah, before. Yeah, right? And they, they take flight and are kind of like favoring one wing because one of them is sort Aww. of dislocated a little bit, but they like float into view of the, the book fixer. I think uh, he's, he's lost in thought of like what, what folio version five of whatever the hell I just said. <laughs> <laughs> and then he stops flicking with his lenses, takes off all the lenses. There's like five lenses in front of his and then he takes them all until it's just the, the, the glass he has and he looks at you certain and it's like, Oh, well, this... yeah, a bit of an odd request, sir. This is my friend Soot. Hello. So you're kind of like a book doctor. I repair books, but quite frankly, those books don't normally. Um, and I think he like he wants to like hold you and open you up, but it's like, well, quite frankly. And then he looks at you and looks at Puck. Like, if I can surmise, Soot, right? Correct. You're. And he flicks at the lens in. Are you an enchantment or are you possessed of a soul? Are those different things? Well, an enchantment is, frankly speaking, uh, scholars have. Uh, tried to debate this over the over the millennia but enchantment in current thinking is 
merely an extension of a magic user's will. Something with a soul. That's quite different. But isn't will part of a soul? Yes, but that will has to come from that soul. But if, if you impart something... I... No, 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 Puck. Let, let, let the book talk. I've always told you, let the book talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just thinking, if you were to impart your will into something as an extension of yourself, and you have soul, does that mean that that thing also has part of your soul? Do I have a part of the Megas's soul? Oh, is that where you came from? This... I'm not sure. Hmm, not sure, not sure. Well, if you're asking I don't really those... understand what I am. Oh, well, you're asking the right question. Ah, what can a humble book doctor do for yourself? Well, I got hurt. And I think my, my spine might have been burned a little bit. And I'm having a hard time opening my eye, but I don't think that's something you can fix. Um, and some of my pages burned. Wow. And he stretches and cracks his fingers. Um, <laughs> let's assess the damage before we start talking to be fixable. You are in the hall of the very best in making sure books last just that bit long. And I think uh, what he do is, uh, and his desk in front of him, there's already like a book that's half repaired, and he just rips it off and tosses it behind him, and <laughs> oh, behind no. him, one, of, one of like the uh, the docents or one of the like students just grabs it, manages to grab it, and it's like, okay, yeah, he's tossing that book. Puck, you probably had to do that. That was a little bit oh. horrifying for six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I think Puck uh, claps his hand to his forehead. <laughs> sorry, I had to illustrate the nation, presumably Puck from so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I think he, he gestures to like, I think he just uh, gestures for you to like lay down there so you can assess the damage. Um, yeah, so it tries to like place itself on the table like a book. I'm having a hard time imagining where its wings actually like come from <laughs> in yeah. the like structure of the book. Um, I think maybe they kind of both protrude out of the spine. So they have to sort of like lay their their wings back in sort of a weird way to lay flat on the table. Yeah, I think. And they uh, look they look nervous as a book would look nervous. I don't know. <laughs> I think Puck Puck like puts his hands on either side of so it, like kind of at the edges of like the cover of the book. Mm-hmm. Are the pages the... like rip, rippling, like the edges? Oh yeah, yeah, like they're right, they're, like, like chilled or shaking. Yeah, they're like vibrating a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay, I, but he he's good uh, at this. Just tell him not to throw me. Don't throw them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's probably just like, of course, of course, I wouldn't throw him. He's no mere book, and <laughs> and he's gonna be careful. He's gonna do some instruments to like poke through and kind of see what the damage is. And I think I think he asked like, now pray tell little tome, what was this damage upon you? What's a book doing out in the world where something like this can happen? Well, I think I might be the first book to intentionally go on an adventure. Always room for firsts in this world. And yes, adventure does come with perils. And it was the Magus. 
Sid's eye goes wide. <laughs> yeah. Robert taps his leg and you hear a clang. A ding, ding, ding. You can't see under his robes. But yeah, he's here. He hears a magus. Yeah, oh, it was the magus. I don't think she meant it, but she was reckless. Hurts it. She was trying to protect us. I should say I did the wing. That was my fault. So really, we're just a mess. It was a scary situation. Not really. There was a bear? It was hurt. But it was scared of us and tried to hurt us as well. We kind of ran up on it. You you were the one who ran up on you it. You kind of ran up on it. <laughs> I was checking on it. <laughs> anyway, this is... I don't think this is helpful. No, really, it isn't. Maybe Please be careful not. with it. Oh, don't worry. I'll be, I'm exceedingly careful. And he is being careful. I think Soot can barely like, feel as he's checking. And I think there's like a few minutes where he just assesses the damage and says, Well, all the, uh, the physical damage there is quite repairable. Those pages could be fixed, uh, replaced, uh, spine there can be like re- rebound. And I may have a thing or two where I can this eye here as well. So, do you feel pain? Yes, in my, in a way. I've, this sounds I, like it's going to be bad. I don't think I feel pain like you guys feel pain, but I feel discomfort. Can you drink? I don't think so. I don't have a mouth. I don't think it's a good idea, Ryan. <laughs> I do not sleep. You do not oh, sleep. Can you have breathe? You uh, I don't think so. Maybe count really slowly to yourself. Maybe it'll help with the pain. Or we could tell you stories and distract you. Yes, please. Yeah, that might help. Yeah, what kind so, of story do you tell them? Yeah, as Frobisher is working on... So. You don't have to tell the whole story, but maybe paraphrase. I think Puck tells the story of the history of the, the library. Mm. And how it was started mm. by astronomers, astrologers. And then became a huge collection of worldly knowledge. Do do the astronomers truly know what the the stars are? And then they kind of like shudder a little bit as the bookbinder like does something to like reconnect their spine in a place. <laughs> I think they did know once, but that knowledge unfortunately has been lost. Did people forget? Did they not write it down? They wrote it down, but nobody that is still here can read it maybe the patterns have changed do you mean like in you well the stars form a pattern don't they yes I does think. that pattern change i never studied the stars that much i spent most of my time down here oh that's that's fair oh those astronomers who believe you can do some pattern of the stars but really the stars only form that pattern because we impose that pattern upon them. You think the stars care? Way up there, far away from where any of us could reach. I, I don't know. Have you asked them? I'm far more interested in people uh. than in stars. <laughs> oh. After all, you weren't made by a star, were you, little book? You were made by people. You... As much as you can talk right now and you have questions about yourself, 
first and foremost, you seem to be a book. And a book, at least to my eye, is an impression of people. Can a book become a person? Well, you seem to be proving the case, little one. If a book could become a person, well, that would be quite something. I mean, what is a person, right? Ah, well, that's an incredibly that's a fun... for the philosophy department, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you do not want to talk to the philosophy department. <laughs> oh? Oh, some days I just... Some days I think they're only there to talk circles amongst each other and get drunk. That's usually what they do these days. I think Frobisher is able to fix soot in sort of an aesthetic way, but I think there's still lost information in the pages, mm-hmm. and I think their their wing is still dislocated, mm-hmm. sort of. So I don't think I like yeah. remove the wounded thing at all. Yeah, yeah Frobisher does his best. Frobisher but... is a book fixer, not a vet. <laughs> yeah, he's not a vet or a te- or a therapist. <laughs> Which is probably cool. what we all need. Cool. I think that's seen then. Yeah. Cool. Data. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go to uh, Nazad Station, an unexpected, and everybody who wants to be, which should be you three. I don't know if the Megas will be here, but I think you guys would all be here to meet Bernard. Uh, Bernard. I'm not sure what Nazad Station would be because I don't think we have like a train. <laughs> the thing is, it's connected to that ice rail down there. Uh, Does ooh. Bernard go off on their own? Yeah, I was. I that's what I was thinking. I was like, that we're just somewhere and Bernard shows up. That's why it's an unexpected reunion. <laughs> uh. What if it's what if it's more than one unexpected reunion? What if Bernard has met the albatross? Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> a meeting of birds. <laughs> so then in that case, I think maybe Puck sees the albatross flying and follows it, and it flies down to the station, which is, yeah, it is a train station. I forgot that there was, like, the ice rail thing, so, like, there should be a train station. Um, and the albatross, like, lands on the roof, and Puck, I don't know, do, I, does, do people follow Puck? I'd say maybe we were just doing a little bit more sightseeing. Yeah, and then Puck's My on neighborhood. the and kind of like ran off and everyone kind of followed. And the albatross lands on the roof of the station. And then as we walk up and Puck is like looking up at the albatross, there's a loud honk. <laughs> and a giant goose comes around the corner of the station it's up to Puck's chest. So it's, you know, maybe, yeah, four and a half feet. Yeah, because he's kind of small. So, yeah. That's a big old goose. And it comes like strutting around the corner, not like running and gives like, see, it like comes around. He comes around kind of looking like, like majestically, but then sees that Puck is not looking at him. And (laughs) and Puck turns around and is like, Bernard! And then runs and gives it a hug. (laughs) That's Bernard? This is Bernard. Bernard's huge. Peabody, Peabody is just like fluttering all over the place around Ted, and Bernard's just like trying to shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> this is Bernard. This is Bernard. Hi, Bernard. He squawks loudly, and then Soot looks to uh, Puck and is like, oh, he says, who's the new friend? 
You understand him? You understand Bernard? What? Oh. I don't even understand Bernard. Bernard, like, plucks at my hair. Bernard is happy to see you. Bernard, this is Peabody, and Puck, like, snatches Peabody out of the air (laughs) and holds them up to Bernard's face. You are talking to a bird. Oh. I guess I didn't really think about that. You did say Bernard was magic. He is, I think. I mean, when you said Bernard was gigantic, I thought you were exaggerating. I told you he came up to my chest. Huh. Never. Bernard is definitely Irish. taller than that at this point. Bernard said it comes up to like to Puck's nose. Jeez. <laughs> I think you've you? grown, Bernard. Bernard Aww. says he was following a weird a weird bird that he saw, and he ended up here. Oh, I was following it too. Puck looks back up at the albatross. It, like, spreads its wings and looks kind of intimidating. Do you know that bird, Bernard? No, I've never seen never seen one like that before. It's... I love how Soot is just translating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I saw it once. I think I saw it. Did you guys see it? This is super weird for me. You are talking to your goose. And I'm a flying oh. buck. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really the weirdest thing that you've seen, Rind. No, yeah, no. Mm. <laughs> They're trying to figure out which one sounds cooler. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but it is weird. It's a goose. His name is Bernard. Yes, and Bernard is a goose. Are you going to argue with that, too? No. Well, it's weird. Bernard looks indignant. <laughs> I don't know what an indignant goose looks like, but that's what he looks like. Bernard, you should try some eyeshadow. <laughs> Sit opens up to the the page for there's a a drawing of him. It looks at it kind of confused. Bernard like honks anxiously and like backs away from you. <laughs> Puck is like, it's okay, it's okay, Bernard. I won't let them get at you. I'm not gonna do it forcefully. Just suggesting. Not everyone likes makeup, Ryan. I get that. I get that. It's fine. I'm just saying it would look nice. Oh, so there's a cat here. <laughs> it's just it's a, a station cat. Bernard says that the albatross seemed important. I huh. saw it. The first time I saw it was, if it's the same one, I saw it when we were on the Spirit River. Really? Did did you see it never? No, but say you saw it in the river, then hmm. What's the albatross doing right now? It's kind of perching on the top of the station. Do you think it bodes ill will to us? I w- don't see any reason to think that. What do you think, Bernard? Bernard says that at least. It brought us together. There is You're that. right. I mean, I was going to come see you anyway, but this is great. By the way, Soot, can I just say, this is so good. This is so fun. I, I've i always wanted to be able to talk to Bernard. This is great. And Bernard just like nudges Puck kind of like in the shoulder with his wing. I think Bernard feels happy to be understood. <laughs> Bernard, Bernard asks, are you going to go away for a long time again? Puck sighs, and you see him, like, deflate a little. 
he puts his hands on like I know geese don't really have shoulders, but like on like the sides of <laughs> beside his neck, the base of his neck, <laughs> and like leans his forehead against his like neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is, and Bernard like t- kind of rests his head on his shoulder. Let's say that. But if Bernard could come with us, you said that he could honk and part the clouds. Might be useful to have on a journey at sea. Would you like to come, Bernard? They probably honk a lot excitedly. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think. I'm sorry, Bernard. I could have. I would have brought you last time. I didn't know that you would have wanted to go. I thought you would miss your family and everything. I think. I think they're wondering: Is it going to be dangerous? It will be. Probably, yeah. Why do you get two birds? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't get them. They get me. Mm-hmm. There's no quota on how many birds we could have. Can I have one? If you find one that wants to be your friend. You should go Sweet. talk to that albatross. <laughs> Ooh, I could talk to the albatross. Hey, so mm. could you help me uh, translate for the cat that I'm going to be helping later? Uh, I don't think I can understand everything. Mm? I think Bernard's special. Do you think you can understand Bernard because I drew Bernard in you? Huh. Oh, I, I didn't could think draw about the that. the best cat in you. <laughs> Never decides. It's like, all right, all right, I need to figure out what goose eat then. Find provisions <laughs> for geese. I think Bernard can handle himself, probably. Oh, no, never. Never's already, like, taking on this. <laughs> <laughs> Peabody goes over to Never and, like, sits on her shoulder mm. and tweets reassuringly. Yeah. Ryan huffs. <laughs> Poor Ryan. Ryan, aren't you, aren't you happy to have another friend? Apparently they're not my friend. Why not? I don't know. They didn't choose to sit on my shoulder. Maybe <laughs> maybe Bernard could sit on your shoulder. <laughs> I think Bernard might crush me. <laughs> Bernard's a very good-sized goose. Bernard just walks over and puts his wing around your shoulder. <laughs> like <laughs> I think Ryan's eyes like open wide and like their jaw drops and they're like simultaneously extremely excited and also more like super unnerved. Like this bird can kick my butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh great. Bernard puts his other wing up so that you're like enclosed in wings. Ah! <laughs> Puck's like he's giving you a hug this is a hug I'm hugging feathers this is a pillow hi Bernard says he he thought you seemed lonely oh <laughs> don't worry about me I'm good but thank you Bernard like, <laughs> ruffles his feathers and puts his wings back and then like bustles back over to where he was standing before <laughs> oh since we're in a public place, does like Bernard like draw the attention of other yeah, people? Yeah, there's probably fun to there's a crowd there's a crowd around us now at this point. Oh my god. There's probably also a crowd of people like pointing up at the albatross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just perched there. Must look a sight, like a floating book. <laughs> <laughs> a one eyed ranger, a giant goose. <laughs> 
I think I've, I've had enough out of this scene. <laughs> <laughs> We've established that we have a giant goose joining our party. Yeah. <laughs> I was it's actually going to go... Oh, she, they, by the way. I think you, everyone, and you have been using both. So I was curious, just, I was curious if yeah. ever is she, they. I think probably after the river. Okay. She considers herself more of a she, they. She sort of lost the the girl in the reflection. Yeah, sort of, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Or got the thing her is, back. <laughs> well, she got her back for a moment, but she lost her eye, so... I was curious because it started this this game from the beginning. Yeah. So I, was, I was interested. I figured I'd ask. <laughs> no, that's fine. Fair. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I had a peek of what's where we're going next. We're probably not going to see Civilization for quite a while. Uh, I was actually going to go to this because I also have an unexpected reunion. Oh, you mm-hmm. can do that. Yeah. 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 Don't know who else would be here, but I think after meeting the goose, I think never does go to the station to like scout it out. It'll be like. Are we going to Havers or taking a ship? It's inference coming from taking a ship. Or maybe I always have to discuss that and she goes to your station. And I think the station's kind of like bustling. There is a section where there is a bunch of uh, traveling merchants. They've set up their stalls and whatnot. And she is just kind of like watching lazily, like all oh, these people getting off this train. Oh, look, there's more badger dwarves. There's that elf band. Oh, I guess they're on tour. Um... <laughs> <laughs> are they playing at the docks or are they just oh, loading their gear onto a boat yeah i think they're loading their gear on a boat i think there are other there's probably like yeah some buskers there's a cat elf busker uh playing the violin probably uh yeah the sighing roses <laughs> <laughs> but i think uh never spot someone that maybe a couple weeks ago she would just pass over but she spots this girl who's unloading, like, a bunch of, you know, produce, pots, what looks like artisan crafts. Like, this girl couldn't be anyone, but she looks exactly like that girl from the river. Ooh. And never suddenly just standing there in the middle of the station, like, oh, shit, oh, shit, what, what? Oh, fuck. Ah, uh, I guess she didn't say fuck. This isn't a P- this is a PG-13. Uh, <laughs> damn. Oh, wait, there we go. Yeah, there was no swearing in the other audio. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I should pay a swear in the swear jar. <laughs> it's cool. I'll, I'll, I'll delete it. <laughs> yeah, you bleep, you bleep it. <laughs> you just do that. Do one more reading of that line. <laughs> oh, not. Do you want uh, someone to play this girl? Yeah, who wants to play a what seems to be a simple merchant girl? I'll say right now, probably had a twin back when. Good. I can. Okay. Uh, yeah, so never kind of like sidles up and very awkwardly says, nice produce. Uh, thank <laughs> you. Can I help you? Do you need something? I'm just yes. packing up, but I can quickly do one more. Yes. Uh, you don't happen to know the diet of geese. Do you? Uh, I think they like lettuce. Lettuce. I, oh. I have some. I have some nice heads of lettuce here. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure if that's all they eat, but I've had well, people it's... buy lettuce for for before. Well, well, to start. Uh, 
and think it never is desperately going looking over <laughs> this, this girl she looks over the projects and just casually says so uh do you come to Italia often yeah i well i've kind of made it my home now hmm been here long mm, a few years so where had you been before i'm sorry who are you oh sorry i'm just uh, I'm I'm a traveler. Also, I should note that they they have the exact same like color of eyes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm a traveler. I don't usually come to like get to like towns often. Ah, uh, I see. I used to do that. Oh, what what made you stop? Hmm. I wanted to settle down. She's definitely not really meeting your eye. Never really wants her to meet their eye. Yeah. And it says, Do you mind if I ask then? Was that like a snap decision or did something happen? Does that make you decide that? Something happened. I lost. I don't know why you're asking me this. Oh, uh, well, I was wondering. If I should settle down as well. And I was curious. What made you decide? I didn't have anyone to follow anymore. Huh. Do you mind if I ask what happened? Uh, I... She looks pretty upset. Don't... don't never, never... Never never mind. I'm being rude. It's just I don't... I'm no, I don't talk about it very much and I don't know who you are. Do you want the lettuce? Yeah, yes. I'll, I'll take the lettuce and she looks over like the, like I mentioned, like artisan stuff and it's like, did you, did you make these? Yeah, I made some of them. I made most of them. Do you mind if I also buy one of, uh, and she, I think uh, the one never goes for it's like, um, hmm. Maybe like a bracelet? Yeah, that's what, yeah. Just thinking like what kind of bracelet. Probably like something like simple. I'm imagining like wooden beads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that really stand out, at least <laughs> on what Never's wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like painted wooden beads. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I should take that and it's like, and the produce and it's like, yeah, so this 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 should suffice. Uh, I'm sorry if I've uh, I've upset you. Uh, not my intent, but that's that's okay. That, that is, would, is the bracelet for you? Do you want me to help you put it on? Um, if if you would. And she ties the bracelet around your your wrist, and I think act, like looks into your eyes at the same time. And then like she looks, I don't know what what does she look like. I think she looks kind of shocked and then just like more upset, and looks away. Yeah. Yeah, I think never looks away as well. And takes the letters and just says that, oh, well, I hope well, I hope you have a good life. Thank you. Yeah. I think she starts to say thank you. and You too. Yeah. I think never wants to, like, never wants to ask more, but, and say, like, maybe, maybe we'll see each other again. But, yeah, I think she's just gonna leave. 
and the merchant girl stands there for a while staring after her before she sighs and continues putting away her wares Heart is breaking. Yeah. <laughs> need to follow your lead and stop making sad characters. <laughs> it, well, it's not working very well. <laughs> it's like not. A... <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I just, I, I'm playing Puck is happy, but everyone else that I play is sad in this game. So. <laughs> <laughs> the game is called Fall of Magic. Yeah. <laughs> My character is just moody, not always sad. Yeah. yeah. Definitely slingshots back and forth. Which is fair at that age, especially. Regards to moving forward, do we want to like at least consider what our options are and then make a decision next time? Yeah. Yeah, sure. That would be good. At least I'm covering.